Hi, you're listening to Sensationalist Science, a podcast about science, the media, and the truth behind those astonishing headlines you've read. I'm your host, GetMK, aka The Health Nerd, and I'd like to say, welcome back! I was off in Indonesia for a few weeks, so I missed your regular dose of science in the media, but I've got a great one for you all to enjoy today. I'll be discussing drinking, fatherhood, pregnancy, and whether you really are giving your future babies heart defects with the occasional glass of wine. A new study came out this week that has headlines screaming that alcohol isn't just bad for you, which of course we all know, but it's terrible for your potential future children as well, especially if you're a man. Now, most people are aware that drinking during pregnancy is a problem. It causes what's known as fetal alcohol spectrum disorders, which are a group of conditions that range from very small cognitive deficits, like mild hyperactivity, to serious and debilitating problems like kidney failure and significant disability. But these headlines weren't talking about drinking during pregnancy. They were saying that even drinking before you or your partner got pregnant could make the baby suffer horribly. The headlines, as ever, rose to the occasion poorly, with terrifying lines such as, Men should stop drinking alcohol six months before trying for a baby to protect their child against killer heart diseases, from the Daily Mail. Pint of no return! Men should not drink alcohol for six months before trying for a baby, doctors claim, from the Sun. And dads-to-be should stop drinking six months before conception for baby's heart health, study says, from CNN to round out the, the scares. If you believe the headlines, it seems that the slightest sip of booze before you get someone pregnant is going to be deadly for the baby once it's born. Except, as you'll know if you've listened to this podcast before, the science is a lot more complicated than the headlines suggest. Alcohol is bad for your health, sure, and you definitely shouldn't drink it while pregnant, but the results are, surprisingly, quite reassuring for expectant parents or people trying for a baby. Let me explain. The study that has the media and everyone else up in arms against booze is actually a really interesting and thoughtful piece of research titled Parental Alcohol Consumption and the Risk of Congenital Heart Diseases in Offspring, an Updated Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis. As with most systematic reviews and meta-analyses, what the authors did was comb through the, through the literature for studies that looked at exposure to alcohol, i.e drinking booze, in parents during the periconception period, and risk of congenital heart defects in the baby. While this was reported as six months before getting pregnant, uh, this was based off a quote from one of the authors, it actually looked at three months prior to pregnancy and during the first trimester or three months of pregnancy. That's what periconception period means. The idea here is that drinking prior to pregnancy might be an issue for a number of reasons. For men, it might impact on sperm quality. For women, there are numerous factors that drinking could potentially um, impact for the pregnancy. Since congenital heart diseases are one of the most common birth defects and a common cause of perinatal mortality, which is death uh, just after birth, it, and can also cause death... Uh, miscarriage and other other issues it's important to know whether they're affected by drinking even before the pregnancy has begun as with all systematic reviews the scientists combed through the literature to identify studies that had looked at this question and then pulled them all together 
They found that, overall, there was a very slight increase in the risk of heart defects for mothers who drank before the pregnancy. What's unusual, and has got the news screaming in terror, is that they also found this risk for fathers as well. So it's not surprising that alcohol might cause issues for women who drink before or during the first three months of pregnancy. We know that alcohol does cause issues, so causing congenital heart defects is not surprising. But a risk for fathers is much more unusual because basically that means it has to impact either sperm quality or the the environment of the fetus because fathers aren't necessarily involved in the actual pregnancy itself uh, from a biological perspective. Thankfully, for anyone interested in babies and booze, the risks aren't nearly as scary as you might have heard. The first point in my usual is my usual diatribe about absolute and relative risk. While it's hard from this study to determine the exact absolute risk increase in the studies involved, because it's a large systematic review and meta-analysis, they pulled the odds ratios from a number of studies, but to work out the absolute risk, you have to take the exact figures from each study and back-calculate. So it's, it's quite difficult to know the absolute risk increase based on the study itself. But given the rate of congenital heart defects, it works out to about a 0.5% increase in risk for parents who reported drinking prior to pregnancy compares to those who didn't. In other words, for every 1,000 parents who drink in the period prior to conception, you'd expect to see an extra 5 heart defects, roughly, compared to 1,000 parents who didn't drink at all, which is a bit less scary than what the news reported and that expectant fathers should stop drinking six months prior to conception. Another problem comes when you think about what, how the study defined drinking. For the analysis that was reported by most news outlets, drinking was defined as literally any reported booze intake in the periconception period. There was no differentiation between, say, a bottle of vodka a day and a single glass of wine in six months. As you can imagine, this makes the analysis a bit more problematic in important ways. In fact, this was shown in the analysis by a statistical measure called heterogeneity. Basically, the results are a bit less meaningful because we're lumping apples and oranges together and calling it all fruit. The researchers were quite clever. They knew that this would be a problem. So using a slightly smaller subset of the studies, they looked at what the increase in risk would be per gram of alcohol drunk per day. And the results of this secondary analysis are amazing, given that they showed almost precisely the opposite of what the media reported, or at least a much more complex relationship. So this is what's known as a dose-response curve, which means you take a certain dose and you get a certain response, so you take... Uh, smaller doses, you see a smaller response, higher doses, higher response, etc., etc. And in this curve, you see an increase in risk when fathers are drinking 100 grams or more of alcohol per day. For mothers, it was lower at about 60 grams per day. The thing is, that's quite a lot of booze. 60 grams of pure alcohol equates to about three glasses of wine a day. 
Even worse, the lower intakes of alcohol, so if you look at the curve below 100 grams of alcohol per day for fathers and 60 grams of, mothers, uh, 60 grams of alcohol for mothers, there were a decreased risk of heart defects. In other words, based on this study, the safest thing to do would be to drink a little bit each day. Moreover, the scientists apparently identified that drinking up to three glasses of wine a day is safe for people trying for pregnancy in terms of risks of congenital heart defects. Not exactly the story you heard in the news. Now, the usual caveats apply to this research. It's observational, which means that the scientists are mostly just looking at correlations between interesting things rather than definitively proving that pre-pregnancy booze is bad. Even the researchers themselves said that their results had to be taken with caution because there was significant statistical heterogeneity, which I talked about earlier, as well as the observational nature of the research limiting how readily you can apply it. Basically, we aren't sure if drinking booze prior to conception causes congenital heart defects, or whether factors that predispose people to congenital heart defects can also cause drinking. So poverty might increase the risk of both congenital heart defects and booze, which would confound that relationship. But despite this, the main story here appears to be almost exactly the opposite of what you've seen reported literally anywhere. There is a small increase in risk for any drinking prior to conception for both mothers and fathers, but if you look at that by the amount drunk, it looks like even quite large amounts of booze are safe. Now before you go running off to down a bottle of vodka, I should say you probably shouldn't drink. I probably shouldn't drink, but I still do. Drinking is bad for your health, and the idea that it might impact sperm or eggs is not outrageous. It would not be surprising if that had been demonstrated in this study. That being said, the headlines that have terrified parents the world over are total rubbish. It's very unlikely that you caused your child's heart defect by having the occasional glass of wine even according to this study. The ridiculous message that anyone who has any booze prior to their child's conception is an evil fool is total nonsense. Many babies are unplanned, and people don't stop drinking prior to conception because they don't know it's happened. If you're having a bottle of wine a day, you should probably stop, for a long list of reasons. The fact that it might cause a slight increase in risk for any of your potential future offspring is pretty far down on that list. If you're having a bottle of beer a week, based on this study, it's unlikely that there will be any negative impacts, although for your own health, it's still probably best not to drink at all. If you see silly headlines like this, it's always worth being cautious. Check the story, check the study, and have a think about what it might all actually mean. This has been your dose of sensationalist science and media madness. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can find it on SoundCloud at SensiPod or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, GetMK, and you can find me on Twitter at GetMK or Medium at GetMK or Facebook at GetMKHealthNerd. You can also find the podcast on Twitter at SensiPod. And if you want to laugh, you can follow my other account at JustSaysRisks. Have a great week, and remember, if it sounds unlikely, it's good to be skeptical. Mm-hmm.